Hello and welcome back to the Real Madrid podcast. That's the beginning of a potentially epic week, even by Madrid standards. A week where names can be made, reputations forged and managers whose very livelihoods depend on the performance of their team. So Barcelona it is, followed by Atletico in the Madrid derby at the weekend. That's the menu of the week, but going into it, Solari has the luxury of an all-but-fully-strength squad, arguably in the best form of the season. Sunday night's 3-0 victory over Alaves might not have been quite as easy as the scoreline might suggest to you, but it was noticeable for a number of reasons, including the continuing growth in maturity and performance of Vinicius. The return of Mariano, not only to the pitch, but with his first goal at home in the league in the 90th minute, same minute incidentally, that he scored against Roma. And the media at the outset to this potentially momentous week is unanimous in its verdict that Vinicius, he must start against Barcelona. Every time he went near the ball last night, things happened. And that threat can simply not be overlooked. However, the media's view of Gareth Bale again seems to be stuck in the negative. Returning from injury, his performance was summed up as he didn't show any desire, involvement or leadership. Now, Vinicius himself spoke after match. Where does he feel his best position is? He said, I play where the coach believes I am best, left, right or centre. I really don't care where. At the moment, I'm simply happy to be here and to help the team. What about Barcelona then? Well, he said it will be an amazing experience. It doesn't scare me though. I play for Madrid, the best team in the world, and I do not fear anything. What about the coach Solari, who's getting even more bullish by the hour, it seems. We're ready, he said. We will fight for everything until the end of the season. When I say the end, I mean the last kick on the last day. We have shown that we have the hunger. So, is Vinicius ready for Camp Nou? He went on to say, well, he played a great game today. We are as indeed the crowd are as well inside, Bernabeu delighted with him. He has the support of the senior players who have done a great job in taking care of him and advising him. On Gareth Bale, he said, well, he's getting there slowly and gradually. It was always going to be difficult as Alaves defended so well, certainly in the first half. And then the inevitable question, who will miss out this week? It's not a problem, said Zulari. To have Vinicius, Bale, Asensio, Benzema, Mariano, Nacho, Ramos, Isco, it's never a problem. This is a solution. Look, Mariano scored, Asensio played, Isco put in a great ball for the goal. This is what we want. Uh, going on to Isco, Madrid have three offers on the table for his services next season with Perez mulling over what to do this summer. Manchester City's offer of €70 million Euros first. Of course, we knew about that. And Chelsea have offered over €80 million, And it does seem that the Premier League will be his next stop. The only other offer is the €50 million that was offered by Juventus a while back. And that isn't anywhere near close enough to the €100 that Real Madrid want to remember Juventus have earmarked 45 million for Marcelo and this is self-funded really as well as Alexandra's sale potentially to Manchester United 
will cover the fee. Now, we did see Asensio last night, but his mood is said to be darkening by the hour and will only be lightened if he has a role to play in the upcoming Clásicos and the Madrid derby. Uh, Juventus, Manchester United and Chelsea all still interested in taking him. And another player who could potentially show up in Premier League, Keelan Navas, who recently signed a one-year extension to his deal and who has always stressed that he wants to end his playing career at Madrid, is again subject to speculation, again from the Premier League. And it is Arsenal who, it said, are prepared to offer him a two-year deal this summer is then over to Navas. Does he want to actually remain on the bench for the remainder of his career, which is where he's going to be playing back up to Courtois? Or does he want to play first-team football, potentially, with Arsenal? A surprising quote was picked up, allegedly, from Luka Modric coming into the weekend, who was telling teammates, this is my last Barcelona-Madrid game. The dream, then, it seems to sign one more big contract and end his playing career in Italy is still very strong indeed. And certainly his performances of late will also have impressed Inter, of course, if indeed they still harbour the interest in signing him. Thibaut Courtois has been in a very quotable mood over the last couple of days. He was asked in the Belgian media who he would prefer, Neymar or Hazard, to play alongside. For me, he said, certainly Eden Hazard. But of course, I don't make these decisions. And he also offered up his view about why the team had struggled so far this season. He said, well, Ronaldo left and there was nobody to take his place. It's as simple as that. We lost 50 goals, but we have made a lot of progress in recent weeks and the season can still be a success. He also went on to talk about what perhaps lies in wait for him in particular at the Madrid derby next weekend. Throughout my career, he said, I've experienced things being thrown at me in Belgium against Antelect. I've had light as even a beer mug. Unfortunately, he said, it is part of football. If it makes them happy, good for them. All it does is motivate me more. Atletico, he said, was the perfect choice for me when I was a young player. I had three fantastic years there. As I grew, I grew a lot as a player and indeed as a person. But now it is a new chapter in my career. Martin Odegaard, we know, will be returning this summer to Madrid. He was talking about Madrid in an interview back in Norway. He said, when I was 16, I went to Madrid with my father, who acted as my driver at the time. My sister's mother stayed at home. Uh, I could have gone to many different clubs, but Madrid has always been my dream. The biggest club in the world. I trained with the first team and played under Zidane in the second team, and Zidane was incredible. Having him as a coach was the most amazing experience, but sometimes, he said, not great for self-confidence when you sought the technique that he still possessed. As for me, I didn't really like all of the attention. I do talk to the media as it's part of my profession, but it is not something that I specifically enjoy doing. But Reguena was talking yesterday about the upcoming Clásico in the Copa del Rey. It's a great game for football in general, he said. It will be very intense. It will also be very equal. We will have to play two magnificent games to make the final. But so will Barcelona. 
There is never a favourite in these fixtures. All the players need to be at their very best. Benzema, he said, he's in great form and hopefully we can take advantage of this and indeed Vinicius. I'm just staying with Vinicius momentarily. He, of course, will be hoping to be involved. His contribution has been significant since Solari arrived and began to blend him into the first team. And a look at his contribution makes it even more impressive. He's played the fewest minutes of any of the senior players. He's played 1,102 minutes so far this season. He served up seven assists of four goals, five of those assists have been in the Copa del Rey. Uh, so five assists in 493 minutes make him the most productive player in the actual competition so far. Solari again was picked up in interview. He was asked, what did he attribute this recent turn around in fortunes to? We're playing very well, he said. We have nearly everybody available that we want. Everybody is working very hard in training. And they realise, despite everything that has gone before, we've won one trophy and we are competing for three more. Everybody is motivated to succeed here. There was some singling out as well of Benzema for praise. When he plays, he said, he makes everybody around him play much, much better. Now, some not very good news for Rodrigo, who is with Brazil's under-20 national team playing in the South American Championships. He was sent off with a straight red card in the 2-0 loss to Venezuela. And Brazil, after two games of this final group stage of six, are bottom of the group with three games to go. They could need to win all three to ensure they qualify for the Under-20 World Cup in Poland in a couple of months' time. He started that competition in fantastic form, though, as well, didn't he? Uh, one to keep an eye out for, by the way, Juan Carlos Hurtado. He got both of Venezuela's goals in that game. He's currently in Argentina with Gymnasia, and he is a name for the future. Juventus have shown their hand, as we know now, regarding the transfer of Marcelo. They are prepared to pay £45 million for the player, with a £12 million per season contract on the table for the Brazilian international. But there is no guarantee that he will accept a move to Italy, because like Isco and Asensio and others who have lost to their places under Solari, they may wait and see if Solari stays on next season before making any decision. Now, Neymar is beginning to look and feel worried about his immediate future. Madrid have lost significant levels of interest of late, with continuing streams of dialogue being quoted in the press attributed to Neymar, who appears to want to call all the shots, as they're saying, in any negotiations from fees to who Madrid must buy as well if they want him to come to Madrid. However, planning is underway to secure this summer's Galactico, and it isn't him. It is, though, Kylian Mbappe. And if true, this would leave Neymar with very few alternatives but to remain or to go to Premier League. Now, there was a story at the back end of the week about this ongoing saga with Isco after it was revealed but a deal to take him to Chelsea with Hazard coming in the opposite direction was agreed. But it didn't happen because Isco refused to go, which has reduced his relationship between he and the club. Still further, his stance has, remember, changed. 
Originally, it was to get out of the club at any cost, but now his mind is made up. He's going to be staying, waiting to see if Solari is around next season, which might give him hope of potentially resuscitating his Real Madrid career if indeed Allegri is the man who takes charge. Another interesting story surrounding another long-term target, Harry Kane of Tottenham Hotspur. He's allegedly urged the Spurs board to do all they can to try to buy Rakitic or Coutinho to potentially replace Eriksen should he leave. His fear is that if Eriksen does go and he isn't replaced, then his supply, his assists, might dry up. So the message was clear. Do all you can to buy or... I will leave. More on Brahim Diaz, who had been feeling very anxious about his long-term future. It was put to him last week that he wouldn't be seeing much, if any, game time between now and the end of the season. And with that in mind, he should think about going out on loan at least until the end of this campaign. It was an idea, though, that was refused by Diaz. More on the future of the Madrid-owned Ford, Raul de Tomas, currently at on loan at Vallecano, with all the talk of huge sums of money being invested in players who don't know the league. In Tomas, they have a player who, it seems, thrives whatever the environment. 14 goals at Valladolid and 33 in 50 at Vallecano. And at the age of just 24, the time has come, is said, for him to have his chance. And he will be coming back to Madrid this summer. And that just about wraps it all up then for today. Don't forget, you can go to the website at realmadridpodcast.com where you'll find access to all of the podcasts so far this season. Catch up on all of the news that you might well have missed. And you can get in touch as well via the website or indeed if you're listening on the Anchor podcast app, you can actually leave voice messages as well if you so desire. So wherever you're going to be watching the Classico this week, have a fantastic, memorable night. And from me, Tim Cable, for the moment, bye-bye. We'll see you again on Thursday.